Welcome back to Gamer Unite. I'm your host, Johnny Mirror here, and welcome to Player Way, episode one, a video game podcast covering gaming news, games, reviews, and more. And boy, do we have an exciting show for you today, and honestly, for the year to come. We're going to be looking back at 2023, talking about some of my favorite games to release that year, and we're going to be looking forward to 2024 for some of my most anticipated games coming out, and theorizing what next year could look like for gamers on every single platform. Since this is the first episode, if you enjoy this content, please consider subscribing liking and sharing with your friends i love video games and i want to share that with uh players around the world regardless of platform and or genre interest and uh we play games because we enjoy them and i want to celebrate that talking about the things we love video games so without further ado welcome to player way i'm super excited to be kicking this off the channel has been flowing really really nicely uh, i had my first two uploads the uh at the time of recording this yesterday and i have a lot more planned uh already in the works already done ready to be public and uh yeah I'm, I'm just really feeling good really feeling confident about where the channel is headed towards right now and i'm super thrilled to be officially committing to this podcast finally i know it's been a little rough uh we did have a little few good episodes um at the end of the year but um it kind of went sideways due, due to just some unfortunate events uh, but we're here back with it and at the moment it is just me typically i do have a co-host but uh at the moment it is kind of just gonna be me uh we'll see it may just remain me i may try to find somebody but i'm really not sure how that will play out but nonetheless we're gonna be talking about a couple topics here like i said my favorite games of 2023 my anticipated games of 2024 and just looking at 2024 as a whole for year of gaming um, but yeah, man, 2023 has just been such an amazing year for video games. I mean, it, it's debatably one of the best, if not the best game, uh, year of gaming ever. Um, I mean, the amount of just sheer high quality games is almost uncomparable to any other year. I mean, 2007 is up there. 2017, I would say is up there. Um, just some truly, just a truly wonderful year for games, and um, yeah, I have a lot that I would like to talk about, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, get started, but real quick, in the comments, let me know what are some of your favorite games of the, of 2023, what are some of the games you're currently playing right now, I'll tell you right now, I'm like on the final three uh, quests, main quest of Final Fantasy 16, so I'm about to wrap that up, I'm on the final world of Mario Wonder, I'm about to purchase the Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope DLC uh, with Rayman, and I can't wait to record that and do a little fun gameplay video with that on the channel, I think that'll be really, really fun, um, and uh, I just replayed Alan Wake 2 for my third time. Uh, and it is still one of the best games, if not the best game I've ever played. Uh, but yeah, with that said, we're going to go into my favorite games of 2023. And um, let, let's actually just start with the one I just mentioned. In my opinion, probably the best game I've ever played in terms of sheer quality and art of this medium, video games. And that is Alan Wake 2. Uh, man, I have talked about this game so many times on so many different occasions to so many different people, and no words that I've used yet have been able to describe how much I stink and love this game. This game is on another level of just magnificent. It is just so incredible what the team at Remedy were able to do with the game. Uh, you know, with all the live action, with all the, with the storytelling, best storytelling I've ever witnessed in anything, not even just video games, in just anything, it is some of the best storytelling 
ever. Um, and you know what they were able to do with the visuals, with the technology that they were able to put into this game is incredible. Uh, the music I've never witnessed a horror game have an S tier OST and soundtrack like this game does. It is banger after banger after banger, and it is fantastic, just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I mean. The characters are great. The gameplay within the game is great. I compare it to like Resident Evil 4 um, meets like, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't even know. It, it's it, it's just like kind of its own breed. It's so many different things put into one into like this ultimate survival horror experience that's never really been done before. And it's all the past Remedy games put into one big ultimate Remedy game. And it's just, they, they just knocked it out the park. Um, now, I will say, unfortunately, the voice actor for Alex Casey in the game, or you guys would probably know him better as the voice actor for Max Payne, did unfortunately pass James McCaffrey, RIP, you are a legend in the industry, uh, your work will be remembered forever, and I will definitely remember it through Alan Wake 2, because the game is just so stinking spectacular, it is easily my game of the year, uh, it is now my third favorite game of all time, uh, so you already know I had to talk about this one first, and it was gonna be on this list no matter what by default um and i've talked about it on so many different occasions uh, i've talked about it over and over again i really can't stop talking about it i can't stop playing it i've played it for my third time uh, it released in october <laughs> right end of october so um yeah take that what will but alan wake 2 man i just love it and uh i even learned the dance from the musical uh <laughs> me and my sister actually learned it um over uh, this holiday break and uh Oh, dude, I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, but another game I'm going to go ahead and touch on, because when I look back at this year and some of the new games that came out and which ones just stick out to me, which ones will I go into the ne upcoming next few years just remembering and cherishing all of the time I spent in this game. And it is one that's not a long game, but it was, in my opinion, the biggest surprise of the year, right? I knew Alan Wake 2 was going to at least be good. I didn't think it would be as like amazing as it is, uh, but this game, I didn't even know it was going to be a thing until they shadow dropped it the day of release. They revealed the trailer, and it said it is out today, and it, it was crazy. Hi-Fi Rush, an Xbox exclusive. I can't believe it that an Xbox exclusive after all these years is, is finally in my favorites. Now, um, look. We all know Xbox has had their struggles with games uh, in recent years, but I think they have the brightest future uh, at the moment, um, and they have just been killing it with momentum-wise, and this year, 2023, has been a stellar year for Xbox, and I, I think 2024 is going to be even better. They have tons of bangers lined up, uh, things that we know are coming, uh, but Hi-Fi Rush this year, man, was just... It just knocked it out the park for Xbox. It was... It, it came out of nowhere... And it got critically acclaimed. It was adored by fans. And me personally, I love the heck out of it. I do think it is at least a 9.5 out of 10. I, I, I could possibly give it a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Uh, I just think it needed just a little bit of a push to give that like... I don't know. It, it, it just didn't scream like 10 out of 10 masterpiece to me. But it is still one of my favorite games of the year. Debatably my second um, and 
yeah, I, I definitely give it higher on my list uh, over some other things because some a lot of the things on my list are actually uh, like remakes or remasters, uh, and this is completely new. And not not only is it just a new game, but it is so innovative and it is so unique compared to every other game that has come out in the last decade. Uh, it 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 really just wowed me. It 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 made me realize I like rhythm games. It made me it made me realize that um, Xbox's strategy, letting these cr uh, studios do more smaller creative projects, is such a winning strategy. Uh, because I love this game. It won three, uh, or no, I think it won two awards at the Game Awards, uh, and it was well deserved. I think it won best audio design and best something. I forget what the other one was. I think best visual no i don't know what it won it, it won two though i know it won two um but yeah man high fi rush it's his game it's his hack and slash game uh where you have to attack enemies to the rhythm of a beat and not only do you have to go to the rhythm of the beat but the entire world like all the different like cars driving by all the like gears turning in a giant wall are all going according to the beat. So when you have to jump on a platform, it is all time to a rhythm. So it's not just your attacking and your your main actions. The entire world goes to the music, and not only that, but the music is great. The characters are great. The visuals are in amazing. The um, story is fun and and just really. Uh, there is one scene in this game where it is, like, now one of my favorite scenes that I have ever seen in a video game. And it's not going to be anybody else's. It's kind of, it was just the right time at the right place, um, and it did the right things. And I, it just really clicked with me for some reason. Um, I mean, tears were shed. Uh, you know, and, uh, I mean, the game has been out long enough, so I can go ahead and talk about it, but, uh, it's like the scene when they're all trapped, uh, like, within a force field or something, and, um, it was like this, like, weird quick time event, kind of, um, not quick time event, it was just a rhythm thing, where you had to, like, click the buttons to try and break through the force field, and, um, and it was like Chai realizing that he could use the power of his friends, uh, to break through the uh, challenges and that the reason I think I love that scene so much is also probably my fault because I don't think I think everybody else had that click way earlier because one of my big issues with the game um throughout most of my playthrough was that I didn't feel like there was a overall theme and a, a a overarching story that would really like that was impacting me or ma making me feel like emotional in any way um I I just uh, that was something I felt lacking but that might have just been my fault maybe I'm just slow because I know I'm slow and I didn't catch on to that um but it was that scene right there that kind of just made the entire game make sense it 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 was this this character who was given a gift, a gift of music, and music is a universal love language. Everybody can connect through music, and it was this kid who is, you know, cocky. He was kind of annoying to a lot of pe people, and he 
realized that he could overcome so many things that he can't on his own with the power of his friends. And the entire game is about the people around you. And I think that that scene is what really made it click for me and really made me love the game to a whole new level. Um, and yeah, I just absolutely love Hi-Fi Rush. It is such a unique experiment that paid off to the absolute fullest. And I really hope they continue with this franchise. Uh, I hope, you know, it's... I hope it becomes a sequel. I hope it becomes like a trilogy. I hope we, we get like Chai to be more of like a mascot of Xbox. I, I He legitimately could be a mascot for Xbox. He is just that level of awesomeness. Um, yeah, I just I just absolutely loved Hi-Fi Rush um, from start to finish, really. Alrighty, the next game on my list uh, is actually a remake. I just told you I had a lot of remakes. And this is a game that I already loved. Uh, but it just shot up on my list so much. It even cracked my top 50. might even crack my top 30. Um, I, th I just did a video on that. By the way, I just uploaded a video, my top 50 games of all time. If you want to go look, watch that, uh, definitely go give that a shot. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a quite interesting topic. I don't see very many people do their top 50 games of all time, so I think it's pretty cool. Uh, it was really hard to make the list, but, uh, you know, I took games from my past, games from the re recent, and, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I came up with my top 50, and this game cracked that. In matter of fact, uh, the, the, the top, the first five games on this list right now actually cracked, uh, my top 50 list, uh, and this next one is Dead Space, uh, specifically the remake, uh, in 2023. Horror games, specifically survival survival horror games, have quickly become one of my favorite genres um, easily, especially after 2023. It was such a year for survival horror games. And one of my favorites, or my favorite survival horror game until Alan Wake 2 was Dead Space. Um, but I didn't, like, love it, like, super-duper love it. But Dead Space Remake just reignited my love for it, and it, it, it like overexceeded what it was um they they did enough changes to the remake to make it like kind of a fresh new experience even though it, it was pretty much the exact same thing but with the upgraded visuals with the already great story setting gameplay with uh the added atmosphere and environment uh, with the audio and everything like hearing isaac's voices in his head and everything um, it, it was just great. I don't think the new voice actor, uh, ruined the game. He, he did a great job. Uh, a lot of pe people were complaining that he had a new voice, but I think it was fine. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just love Dead Space. Uh, it's such, just a classic. It's just such a classic, and I personally like it more than uh, Resident Evil 4. I know that was kind of a big comparison this year, Resident Evil 4 and Dead Space, uh, Dead Space because those are two classic, two of the uh, debatably the best survival horror games of all time, just horror games of all time. And uh, we both, we got two, both remakes this year, and that's just in insane. Uh, we also got Alan Wake 2 on top of that. So two survival horror games cracked my top three uh, this year. So... That's insane. <laughs> that that that's just insane. Uh, but then completely switching gears with another game, no pun intended. Gears. Of, no, I'm just joking. That there, there was no Gears of War game uh, this year, unfortunately. But we could be seeing Gears Six 
this year. Ooh, that would be pretty cool. Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving on to uh, the next game. Completely switching uh, vibes. Uh, Super Mario RPG. Oh, man, I did not think, which is crazy. I have come to realize that a lot of my favorite games are games that I don't realize I am going to love as much as I do. I mean, if we look at just my top four games of all time, they they are that in, in its entirety. Ghost of Tsushima, Returnal, Alan Wake 2, and Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. I knew I would like all those games. I didn't know they would be my top four favorite games of all time, right? Um, if we look at Hi-Fi Rush, no idea I would love it as much as I did. Um, Mario plus Rabbids is kind of like the bread and butter of this, right? Like, it's a game I thought the first one was just okay, but the second one just, I don't know what happened, but it captured me so hard. Uh, and Mario RPG is that exact same boat. Uh, it takes characters we know and love, it takes a world that we know and love. It takes a gameplay formula that we know and love that we need more of in today's day and age, honestly. Um, and it takes visuals, it takes music, and most importantly, it takes a story that we now all know and love. And it is just a beautiful, beautiful, heartwarming fun adventure from start to finish it is it's not one of the best mario games by any means right a lot of the 3d games have so much better level design have you know much better platforming have better mario moments i guess right but i think this is one of the best mario adventures and best mario experiences you can get uh, i kind of compare it to like pokemon snap right pokemon snap is nowhere near the best pokemon game by mile but it is i think it's the best pokemon experience it's just a game where you can experience the world with so many different characters and understand what that what that franchise means and i think that is exactly what mario rpg is it takes these characters and it truly makes you fall in love with them to the point where i cried at the end right it it takes peach it takes mario it takes uh two characters that were new to this game um Gino and oh my gosh what uh what's the cloud I keep on forgetting the the, the, the little cloud's name I, I forgot his name in the other video that I recorded recently oh in the review for the game oh man I can't think of his name uh and then it takes Bowser and it puts this this group of unlikely um companions and it introduces so many new characters to the world and the good thing about it is it takes its time. It is so consistently good throughout the entire game. It takes its time with every character. It fully develops every character. It fully develops everything you're actually doing in the game. There's so many games where you just do this thing to get to the end of the game, right? And then you look back and it's like, why did I do that? Or, oh, I kind of forgot about that. Like, oh, yeah, that was not really all that interesting. But everything you do in this game is... It's so memorable because it's so unique and it furthers something, whether that is a character's plot, a character's arc, a the overarching conflict, whether it's building the world, building enemies, building antagonists, uh, building the gameplay, right? Everything you do in this game is so consistently placed 
that by the end of it, when you realize all your heroes and friends that you've spent the last 20 hours with, that have you grown to love, are now going their separate ways, and you're never going to see this team again. You're the, These people are never going to be able to call themselves the team that you just had throughout the whole game. It truly hits hard, and it hits home, and it's so emotional. And th- this is a game loved by so many. It's, you know, it's, it's considered one of the best games of all time for a lot of people. And... I now understand why. Like, I'm not going to say it's one of my favorite games of all time, for sure, but it was definitely one of my favorites of the year and is my one of my favorite Mario games uh, of all time. Probably my second after Mario Plus Rabbids. I'm not sure. Uh, I do love Super Sluggers as well. <laughs> I know that's a weird one, but yeah. Um, it, it just absolutely, um, just, yeah, just absolutely loved um, everything about Super Mario RPG. The next one is another remaster. Um, and that is Metroid Prime Remastered. I'm not even going to spend that long in this one. You guys should know. If you've been watching the channel, if you know me, you know exactly why I love this game. Metroid is my favorite um, Nintendo franchise of all time. Um, or just my favorite right now. Because, like, it's sort of new, so I can't say, like, you know, it's my favorite of all time. Because it was. it's, like, my newly favorite, kind of. Um, it, ever, it started once Dread came out. Um, because, well, there you go, because Metroid Dread is my second favorite Switch game, um, because Samus is my second favorite Nintendo character, and I freaking loved Metroid Dread, and I stinking love this game. Now, I will say, I still do prefer the 2D Metroids over the 3Ds, but Metroid Prime is no exception to a masterpiece of a game. Uh, it is, the level design is is just insane it is just insane what the game is to this day i mean it's an old game and it looks like it's one of the best looking games on the switch and it plays like it's one of the best games on the switch and it is one of the best games on the switch it is metroid does almost never misses let's be honest here metroid is almost never miss unless you're going with some like weird 2d 2ds spinoff or 3ds thing i don't even know um, there's so many, honestly, that I didn't even know about, um, but Metroid is just, uh, such a banger franchise, and I cannot wait for the next one, which we know what it is, Metroid Prime 4, uh, hopefully, who knows, that game was announced, what, back in, like, 2017? <laughs> yeah, it's 2024, guys, uh, where the heck is it? <laughs> so, who knows if it's ever coming out, but, uh, yeah, Metroid Prime 4 is just great, the boss fights, the gameplay, everything beautiful um all right i'm gonna start kind of speeding up just because um i don't want i'm I'm trying to keep these podcasts to an hour max um so yeah we're gonna go ahead and try and speed things up here star wars jedi survivor uh just another awesome game this year Uh, i love the first one fallen order uh, but I did have like a few issues with it and a few flaws. And this the second one, while it didn't necessarily fix all the flaws, uh, it just improved on everything that was already great. With while you know still fixing some of the issues that I had, uh, but it was just once again another awesome Star Wars experience. I love the characters. I love the gameplay. Uh, it is visually beautiful. It, it it really is one of the best Star Wars games um, ever made, uh, including Fallen Order as well. Um, put them together, you have just a, a great franchise, great series at the moment, and I can't wait for the third one to hopefully finally reach that masterpiece material. I don't consider either the first one or Survivor a masterpiece. 
Um, but I just I could see it being it though. I could easily see it becoming one. Uh, and I think the third one has a huge shot at doing it just because of how the second one left off. I think third one could really be an amazing Star Wars game. Um, but the other game we're going to talk about is Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, obviously, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. I'm a huge NetherRealm Studios fan. I'm a huge fighting game fan. Um, I'm, Injustice 2 is my favorite fighting game of all time. I know, another weird one. Oh, look, I'm a weird person, dude. I got, I got weird fav favorites. Deal with it. Um, but... Yeah, Mortal Kombat 1 is just also great. I loved the story mode. The story mode is just absolutely wonderful. I thought the um, invasion mode, right? Is that what it's called? Um, I thought the invasion mode was a really welcome addition. Um, you know, I don't know if it was, like, better than, like, Crypt or whatnot, but it, it was fun. It, it was fun. I, I actually enjoyed playing that quite a bit. But I think where the game really shines is visually and technically the game is incredible what they were able to do uh and then i think the roster is really really strong but also the gameplay it's actually really really good i have a lot a lot of fun playing the game uh, i think the the system and you know the cameo system is is great uh i i really did have so much fun with mortal kombat 1 now the big issue with the game was that all the microtransactions and a lot of the just, I don't know, weird progression and customization in the game, uh, didn't really sit right with me, I wasn't really the biggest fan of that, uh, and yeah, it kind of did drag the game down a little bit, um, quite a bit, actually, um, and I'm not the biggest online fan, so, you know, take that how you will, but, uh, nonetheless, I super enjoyed my time with Mortal Kombat 1, and I can't wait to play all the DLC characters. I've actually yet to play Omni-Man and Quan Chi, and I really want to, so I'm probably, I'll probably do that soon. I'll probably do a v video covering that, um, covering them each, um, but we'll see. But anyway, uh, the last, or at least the last big one that I want to talk about, I thought I'd throw this one in here. It's one that you probably didn't expect me to put in here, and it's one that's, I think, went completely overlooked, not completely, but... I don't think people give it as much credit as it actually deserves because lo looking back at it, while I haven't finished it, I do want to really badly. And while I, I originally didn't think this would be one of my favorite games of the year, looking back at it, I think this is one of the games that I would most want to go back to because I had such a good time playing it. And that is Woe Long Fallen Dynasty. So this game released day one into Xbox Game Pass and uh, so did Hi-Fi Rush, by the way, um, and it was developed by Team Ninja, Koei Tecmo, uh, I do believe, and it is basically Sekiro mixed with Ninja Gaiden, um, mixed with, like, Neo. Basically a Team Ninja game, <laughs> is what I just, like, told you, um, so, you know, if you like Team Ninja games, give it a try. Give it a try. It is it is so fun. It's so high-octane action. It is so fast-paced. It is not the hardest. It is a Souls game, so, you know, we're talking like Elden Ring, Bloodborne type stuff. But it is nowhere near that level of difficulty. It is... Very, it is one of the easier Souls games I've ever played. Like, really, once you get past that first boss, that first boss took me so long to beat. But then after <laughs> so long, whoa, long, wow, that's crazy. Um, I'm gonna just stop now. Um, alrighty. Uh, and uh, it took me so long to beat. But then after I beat the first one, 
I was kind of just we, I was kind of smooth sailing through through the game. Uh, I feel like I'm over halfway done with the game. I just really have to go back and wrap it up. But um, yeah, just such such a great game. The cinematics is great. I love the Chinese mythology that the game has to offer. Um, it, it really just shines very brightly. Um, in a world where we don't get very many Chinese mythology games, I don't feel. Um, but uh, yeah, just awesome, man. Um, well, those are my, I guess, top eight games of the year. I, 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 there are so many other games. I have some honorable mentions. I have Resident Evil 4, an, like I said earlier, an already 10 out of 10 masterpiece game remade. I just personally vibe with Dead Space more than Resident Evil 4. I've never really been a huge Resident Evil fan. I've kind of just enjoyed them, um, when I do play them. Uh, Street Fighter 6, uh, one of the best fighting games ever made. Just unfortunately, I'm not as big a Street Fighter fan as other fighting game franchises. I actually prefer Tekken over Street Fighter. Um, and so, yeah, uh, unfortunately, it, it didn't make my favorite just because... Also, I did not like the single-player like world tour. I did not like that. Uh, I, I actually d disliked it very much. Um, I just thought it was really hard to get through, and I was really disappointed with it, so it really did drag it down for me, uh, quite a bit. Um, Final Fantasy 16. I, man, what a wild, ah, man, th this one's really hard. I'm, like I said, I'm three missions from finishing the game, and... Th this is a really hard game for me to talk about. I'm not even gonna, like, give my final thoughts on it yet just because I don't haven't done done the review and I haven't technically finished it but I love so much about this game and I do not like so much about this game I would say I like actually I love like 70% maybe maybe even 65% of this game but there are so many flaws and so many things that I wish the game did differently um, to the point where I just stopped playing for, I, 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 I didn't finish it for like four months because I just really got uninterested in it uh, at one point because it was very slow and it was just not really engaging. I wasn't a huge fan of the majority of the story. Um, but that being said, it has some of the best boss fights ever. It has amazing music. It has some of the best cinematics and cinematography ever. Uh, great cutscenes. It does have great characters. I will admit, it does have really, really great characters. Uh, I think the combat is—it's fine. You know, it's fine. I—I think it's fun, but it's very repetitive, and I feel like it could have been so much more. Um, and yeah, there's just a lot that I love here, and it was just really sad. The through the first act of the game, I was like, "Oh, dude, this is it. This is." Oh, I could see this being one of my favorite games of all time. And then the second act, I was like, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. And now, uh, finally playing through the, the third act, I finally got a, back around to playing it. I'm like, yeah, I I do really enjoy this game. Like, it, it is one of, like, a, a game that I did really enjoy this year. But it's nowhere near my favorite and nowhere near do I think it's, like, in a phenomenal game. I think it's just a really great game. I think that that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's just a really great game. Um, but yeah, moving on. Spider-Man 2. This is another crazy one uh, that I wouldn't expect to be this low, I guess. Um, and that's because 
I think it, I think there was a lot of, I don't know. It's just a really weird one. It just, this one did not vibe with me as much as the first one or Miles Morales. I would put Miles Morales over this one. I know that's crazy to save for some people, but I personally, I think there are a lot of issues with Spider-Man 2 that the more I've thought about it and the more I've played side content and trying to uh, play it more that I've realized uh, I don't like the game as much as I originally do. Now, don't get me wrong. I still love it. I, I personally still think it's either like a 8.5 or 9 out of 10. But I, I originally had it like a 9.5. And I was originally like, yeah, this is like neck and neck with the original better than Miles Morales. Whereas now I do not think so. Um, I think the, the story is the biggest issue. The th reason I love the PS4, Spider-Man 2018, and Miles Morales is because of the story, and I feel like Spider-Man 2 kind of just didn't exactly um, meet my expectations, especially after those first two. Um, but nonetheless, it has amazing con gameplay. It just improved on every aspect of that. The It is a very next-gen game with you know the SSD and being able to load the city in multiple different places. The dual protagonist is a great addition. The new abilities like wingsuits is awesome. Um, it, it, and the, even the story has some really great moments, has some really good parts. Uh, it just lacked in some departments that couldn't land it near my favorites of the year. Um and that is the same thing with Starfield, man. My most anticipated game of all time, Starfield. It released, and I was pretty disappointed, not gonna lie. Now, that being said, I still think it is a, you know, like 7.5, maybe 8 out of 10 game. Uh, I think it does so many things amazingly. I think it does so many things great. I think it does so many things... Um, that it needed to do, and that it, sh it 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 promised it would do, and then I think there are so many issues and so many things that I wish happened, um, and I think it, it's it's just one of those games that it's gonna resonate way more with more people, and then it's gonna resonate not a lot with a lot uh more people, um, and so. I think this game is definitely a divisive one, but that's for good reason because I think it thrives at a specific thing and I think it fails in a lot of other things and I think for me it kind of did both it thrived in some of the parts I wanted and disappointed in some of the other parts I wanted for me it was the immersion uh it did not immerse me at all uh, I did not feel immersed uh but it was very fun I super enjoyed the gunplay I super enjoyed a lot of the combat in the main story um, but at the same time, I think a lot of the exploration was kind of m mid, <laughs> I guess, um, in it, um, the space flying, I, the, the whole flying part in general, I thought was such a disappointment cause I love that stuff and I, it just didn't do it for me. Um, but yeah, Starfield nonetheless, still a great game. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. It is still a great game. Uh, it's just nowhere near the level of what we expected or needed from it. Um, but at the same time. Still a great game. Uh, Diablo 4, another great game. I still have to finish it, but from what I've played, I've enjoyed my heck out of it. Um, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, a game I just finished. A great uh, experience. Um, while flawed, still really, really fun and really, really cool that it's even a thing. And then Assassin's Creed Mirage, 
Um, uh, they finally went back to the, you know, classic Assassin's Creed formula, and uh, I, I enjoyed a lot of it, but it was also very weak and very dull um, through a lot of it, so... Um, but nonetheless, those are pretty much my favorite games of the year. Like I said, it was an amazing year for games, and I left out, honestly, a ton. There were some of games like Boulder's Gate 3, like T Tears of the Kingdom, that are among the best games of the year, and I, I didn't put it in there just because they are not my personal favorites. Uh, but I can't deny they are extremely high-quality and fantastic games. Um, I've played both, by the way. I've just, Yeah, they're, they're, they're just not exactly for me. Um... Now, we're going to be taking a look at 2024, looking at some of my most anticipated games. This 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 topic shouldn't take as long as uh, my favorites of 2023, because I had to talk about some of those. These, I kind of just, you know, had to let, let you know. And uh, let's get the elephant um, in the room a talk. And uh, that is FF7 Rebirth. For those of you who don't know, FF7... Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So, I feel like I don't really need to explain myself here. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is one of my favorite games of all time. It was in my top 20 in that video I just did. Uh, Cloud and Sephiroth are some of my favorite characters um, of all time. Uh, Final Fantasy VII has my favorite OST of all time. Um, and, uh, it is my favorite JRPG of all time, uh, it's my favorite Final Fantasy, it is so many things, and Rebirth looks to be so much more, uh, of that, and, yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple that this is easily my most anticipated game of the year, as of right now, who knows what else could be confirmed, um, but as of confirmed games, um, that is definitely my most anticipated game going into 2024 at the moment. Uh, but another one that I would say is also right up there is Hellblade 2 Senua's Saga. Like I said, Xbox has a banger year lined up. They are looking super duper strong. Uh, and that is only starting. Maybe not starting, but it is in just the tip of the iceberg is Hellblade 2 Senua's Saga. Uh, I loved the first game. I thought the first game was phenomenal, um, but I feel like it could be so much more, and Hellblade 2 looks to be so much more, uh, and yeah, from what we've seen of the game, it just looks like it's, you know, like, it's one of those games where you, you look at it, and you're like, yep, this is going to be nominated for Game of the Year. <laughs> like, it honestly just looks like that. It, it, it looks like one of those games. I mean, the first one was, too. So, you know, it it it, it, ju it just looks like that. And I I just can't wait to finally get my hands on it. After waiting for, jeez, quite a while. It was the first announced Xbox Series game. It was uh, revealed alongside the console. And it is finally coming out, uh, like, four years later, I do believe, right? Yeah, four years, yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be around there. Um, but yeah, another game that we've been waiting so long for, but not in terms of since its announcement, since just its first game, because not a lot of people thought we were even going to get a second one, and that is Dragon's Dogma 2. Oh, Capcom, you are bringing the heat with this one. You are bringing the heat with this one, and from what we've seen... Oh, yes, I'm in. I'm in. I'm sold. I'm ready. I My mind and body is ready. In the wise words of Reggie, 
uh, from Nintendo. Man, ooh, Dragon's Dogma 2, dude. Uh, Dragon's Dogma, as a franchise, as a game, is already so unique and so awesome. Uh, and I, I, I can only hope 2 is just as good, if not better. Uh, and it, it kind of looks like it, dude. I mean, the, the things we've seen, that, that giant titan, dude, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, he looks awesome. <laughs> I cannot wait to fight that thing. Um, but, yeah, Dragon's Dogma 2, uh, March. We don't have that much, much longer. Uh, by the way, FF7 is, um, February 29th, I do believe, and Hellblade 2 just has a 2024, uh, window, so... We don't know exactly on that one. But one that we do have an exact release date is the first big game releasing of 2024. And honestly, one of my most anticipated... Obviously, it's num number four. So, it has to be one of my most anticipated games. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, man. Ooh, Prince of Persia is finally back. And it looks stellar. It is taking on one of my favorite genres. Um... Metroidvanias, and it is with super stylized visuals, also some of my favorites, uh, and it is just a fun, fun, fun looking game, it reminds me of Ori and the Will of the Wisp mixed with like Metroid Dread, uh, with a paint of Prince of Persia coat on it, you know, uh, that's what it looks like, and I mean, those are my two favorite Metroidvanias of all time, and Prince of Persia is just a cool franchise, so sign me up for this, it is January 14th, I do believe, uh, sorry, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I do believe it is February 14th, and I cannot be more excited to play this game, it is gonna be the first game we cover, uh, first new game we cover on the channel in 2024, we're gonna have a lot of content over at Gameplay Review, um, you know, I, I, dude, Prince of Persia, can I just go, go to sleep until the game, game releases, please, um, and then uh, another one that releases like a week afterward, or like a week and a half, two weeks afterwards. Uh, Tekken 8, dude. Tekken 8. Like I just said, I like uh, Tekken more than Street Fighter personally. Uh, I kind of just always have, I like the look of it, and I just like every, the gameplay more. I, I just love everything about it really more. Um, and the only thing I don't think I like it more is the characters. I do prefer Street Fighter characters, I think. Um, but... Tekken 8 is going to be our first, I, I'm pretty sure, like, major mainstream Unreal Engine 5 fighting game, I do believe. Uh, it is, yeah, it, it, it is going to be awesome to see what this game can do. Its story looks great, its gameplay looks great, its roster is great, its music is great, its visuals are great. Yeah, sign me up, uh, sign me up. Uh, January 26th, I do believe, is when it releases. It releases the same day as uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which is another game that also looks really, really good. Um, so that'll be, an, uh, that'll be an exciting day uh, for a lot of gamers, uh, especially if you like Japanese games, because, whoo, boy. And then, like, a week later, you have Persona 3 Reload, which is the Persona 3 remake. Whoo, JRPG and Japanese players are feeling it in, uh, early on this year. Uh, good thing for you guys. Um, but anyway, next one I got here is Rise of the Ronin. It's a game I'm very interested in. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing if the game is as good as it looks. It's from the same team as Wolong. So, you know, I just said that's one of my favorite games of last year. Could it be another one of my favorite games this year? I can only hope so. And it, it looks great. So hopefully it sticks the landing. 
Um, but yeah, Rise of the Ronin, dude. It's this like samurai game, kind of like Ghost Ghost of Tsushima looking, but you have, you you also get a gun, and it's like a Souls game, and it looks. It just ah, dude. It it just looks awesome. It just looks awesome. It looks very. It, it I feel like it's gonna have a really good story. I because I feel like Wo Long and you know like a lot of the um, Team Ninja games don't have like of some of the best stories, but I feel like this one will will you know I I feel like it, it will have a really good story. So that's kind of my my hope for that one. Uh, going back to Xbox, we have technically two. One of them is not first party, but uh, this one is Avowed from Obsidian Entertainment. Now. This is an interesting one because when we first saw the trailer uh, reveal back in 2020, I was super excited. I thought it looked so cool. I thought, oh, I cannot wait to see more of this game. And it was one of the most anticipated Xbox games um, for a long while. When we have now seen what the game actually looks like, it is completely different looking. And while I think it still looks great, don't because I mean it's on my most anticipated list. I, I de- my excitement definitely went down for it um, a lot, actually. But at the same time, Obsidian Entertainment is making this game. And just knowing their pedigree, they are one of the studios who you can always count on to deliver a great game. I don't know if they have ever missed. They are like from software and Insomniac of uh, Xbox. You know, they, they are um, PlayStation's Insomniac. Or they are Xbox's Insomniac. Uh, they just deliver high quality after high quality game after high quality game at a frequent rate. And yeah, I can't, I, I have a lot of confidence in this game and I really want to see more of it because it does look still really good. Uh, I just, it, it just definitely took me for a weird turn when we finally saw the game. Uh, I feel like that's a lot of people's kind of thoughts on it. Um, so yeah. Uh, Stalker 2 is the other game, uh, coming day one in Game Pass. It does currently have a quarter, it, it does currently have a quarter one of the year, um, release window. We don't know exactly when. I do believe it will be at a certain show that we're going to be talking about here in just a minute. Um, and yeah, this game is also going to be Unreal Engine 5 and it's kind of this atmospheric horror game, um, with a lot of first person action shooting and it's kind of got some like supernatural elements to it. And, uh, it's, you know, Stalker 2 Heart of Chernobyl, so if you don't know Chernobyl, it's like nuclear zones or something like that, I really don't know either, to be honest with you, I'm very uncultured, um, very unintelligent, but, (laughs) um, it it just looks awesome, it just looks awesome, we got a trailer for it recently, I think it was like the story trailer, and whoo, man, was it intense, it was a very intense trailer, uh, it, it, it really wowed me, uh, and every trailer, every time we see the game, I get more and more wowed by it, um, and I, the more I think about it, the more I talk about it, the more I really, really want to play it, and soon enough, we're gonna be able to play it, I hope it just sticks to landing, because unfortunately, this is a team that has dealt with, unfortunately, the, um, Russian invasion of Ukraine, um, so my heart goes out to all of them who have, um, unfortunately been hit by, by this in a negative way, and, uh, I understand their challenges, and developing a game is already so hard, so I can't imagine what they've had to go through, and the fact that they're finally getting this game out, I mean, I would have waited another two years if I had to, um, but the fact that it's finally coming out, I hope they get nothing but success and love for this game, and their, their team, and, I really hope it's... I'm rooting for them so much. They are like the underdogs of the century, dude. Um, I just cannot wait for this game. Um, 
Now, the next two, are I, I decided to throw in a couple loops uh, <laughs> loops here. It's probably games you would not expect me to put on here. And one of them you are going to laugh, and one of them you're going to be like, oh, I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, but one of them, you're going to laugh at me, and that is completely okay. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to be enjoying my time playing this game while y'all are laughing at me. That's just how it's going to be. Um... Princess Peach Showtime. Okay, listen. So this is kind of um, this is kind of an interesting one because Princess Peach, uh, in general, is a super long running joke of mine. Now, um, when the Mario movie was announced, or and when the Mario movie got a trailer, it showed Princess Peach being super awesome and Mario being like an absolute like, rookie, and just being terrible, and so I made a joke to some of my friends that was like, yo, this is, this is what we need, this is finally the gateway to get a Soulsborne Princess Peach game, because she was holding, like, swords and stuff, and I was like, yo, she's crazy, uh, and so I made that, that joke, um, and I was like, yes, this is what, what we need, and then, uh, I, something else happened where Princess Peach was, like, focused, like, a focus on something, and I was like, dude, I'm telling you, they're gonna make a, 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 a big Princess Peach game, and it's, it's, it's gonna be crazy, you're, you're, she's gonna have weapons and everything, um, and then, all of a sudden, there was a Nintendo Direct, and they announced a dang Princess Peach game, <laughs> They announced a Princess Peach game, um, and and I just lost it. I was like, no way I spoke this game into existence. I spoke it into existence, and what's even better, we got a new trailer, and there is a there are some missions where she has a sword, and you can dodge and roll and attack, and it's crazy. I couldn't believe that I literally, it was a joke. It was a joke, and it became reality. Uh, and so now, not only do I love Princess Peach way more, just because of how funny it is, uh, but I'm actually way more excited for this game now, because of that running joke, but even outside of the joke, the game does look really cool, it, like, you're able to do all these different abilities and all these different missions, become a detective, become, like, a, like, a ribbon dancer or something like that, um, yeah, there's a lot of different things that, um, we'll be able to do here. Um, in in the game, and I, I I I'm I'm really excited. Like, <laughs> granted, yes, the joke is a big thing of that, but um, and even I've been in a huge argument with a lot of my friends who's better, pre Peach or Daisy. Peach is the right answer, but uh, yeah. So Princess Peach Showtime, March. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready personally, but <laughs> I understand it's kind of funny. So yeah, it, it is what it is. Uh, but then the other game is Little Nightmares Three. Uh, Little Nightmares is just a great one-two punch. It is these short, sweet games that, uh, well, not sweet. They're kind of scary, kind of spooky and weird. Uh, but they're just kind of that, like, game that you can kind of just chill and play, um, through. It's like this nice, short playthrough. And, uh, I never really thought we'd get a third one, but here we are with a third one coming out. And it doesn't have an exact release date, but it is scheduled for 2024, so... Yeah, I'm really excited to see more and really excited to just get another one of those experiences in this uh, crazy world that they've made. So, yeah, Little Nightmares 3, definitely a game to keep an eye on there. Uh, and then 
I have some honorable mentions. Uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. I know there's a lot of hate towards it, and there's a lot of people who don't think it's going to be good. I still technically have hope. I don't think it's going to be amazing. I think it's just going to be fun, and that's kind of it. So we'll see what actually happens with that game. Black Myth Wukong, same thing as Rise of the Ronin. I think it's going to be a really, really good game. We'll kind of just see how it, how it lands. I do think this has the chance of being one of the biggest bigger releases of the year just due to the amount of hype and the fact that it is indie and it has been um, known for so, so long that I feel like the hype is going to overtake it. It is going to go, it's going to go places, bro. It's going to be like Toyota, all right? Uh, it, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be pretty crazy. And then Star Wars Outlaws, um, a open, uh, the, the very first officially open world Star Wars game and it's made by Ubisoft, so you know they're gonna they're gonna do the open world great. Um, and yeah, I'm I am actually really excited for this game. I want to see more before I really get like super hyped for it. Um, and I not it's not exactly what I thought it was gonna be. I thought you know we we're gonna have lightsabers and everything, but it's not. It's just you're kind of like a bounty hunter. So we'll see. I am definitely excited for it. I feel like I am gonna enjoy it a lot, and I know when I see more, I'm gonna be excited. But at the moment. I kind of am just, I'm, I'm interested. I'm very interested uh, at, at, at the moment. Um, Flintlock Siege Dawn, another game I'm interested in. It will be releasing in Xbox Game Pass. I know this is kind of a smaller game, one that's being completely overlooked right now, but I think it looks really cool. I think it looks like it's fun gameplay, cool world, some cool characters, uh, visually cool. So Flintlock Siege Dawn, kind of like this hack and slash God of War kind of looking thing. I'm, I'm here for it. Um, same thing on another kind of weird God of War looking game, which it doesn't really look like God of War whatsoever, but Banisher's Ghost of New Eden, um, uh, a game made by the same team as Life is Strange, and it's this hack and slash horror game, what is going on here, but yeah, it's a thing, and it's happening, I'm, I'm pretty interested, not gonna lie, uh, Ark 2, look, Ark Survival Evolved is one of my favorite games of all time, it was on my top 50 list, and, uh, yeah, I am very excited for Arc 2 to see what it is. Now, I'm a little worried about it, not going to lie. I'm definitely worried about it, but uh, I still think I'll enjoy it to some extent just because I love dinosaurs, so yeah. Uh, and then Stellar Blade is the other game that uh, I have in my honorable mentions. It reminds me of Devil May Cry mixed with um, Bayonetta. Um, that's what I get from it, and uh, I like or Bayonetta. It is okay for me, but uh, Devil May Cry, I freaking love, um, and it, it really does scream Devil May Cry to me, um, so I'm very excited to see it, from what we've seen, it looks super high energy, and it looks like it's gonna be just a blast of a game, so hopefully, again, hopefully it sticks to landing, and hopefully it actually comes out uh, in 2024, some of these we don't exactly know is gonna be 2024, um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of the year is kind of a mystery. Like, we know the first three, maybe four months, and then after that, it's really a mystery. So, hopefully we see. But uh, that kind of leads us into our next and final topic of the podcast first episode. That is, uh, we're going to do some little bit of predictions for 2024, some other things that we could maybe expect from the year and just in terms of what to expect from all the companies. Um, the starting in January, I do think Xbox will have a developer direct. I think they're, I think it worked out really well last year. I thought it was a great format, a great style. I think they delivered on a lot of what fans have been wanting from them and being a little more transparent and being a little more, um, 
consistent when it comes to news and informing fans of what's coming and making sure we're excited for games and know that we have things coming. And I think the developer direct was a perfect answer to that. So I really hope we get another one of those. And I think we will uh, here in January. And I think what could be shown there, I'm going to say, I definitely think we're going to be getting a Hellblade 2 release date since we didn't get that exact release date at the Game Awards. I think we're going to get that Stalker 2 release date since it is supposed to be quarter one. I think um, we are going to get a better look at Avowed because it's supposed to be 2024. I don't know if we're going to get a release date. I think it's going to be late 2024 and I feel like we'll get the date at the Xbox like Summer Showcase. But I think we'll, we'll see the game more here. Uh, I think we'll see more of Towerborn, maybe a release date, maybe at least a window. Uh, I think Flight Simulator 2024 will get a release date, and I think we're going to see our first wave of Activision Blizzard games, and I kind of think that's that's all we're going to see from that Direct, but I would love to be proven wrong. The question is, will there be a Shadow Drop? I could see uh, Towerborn, or some people have been saying Hellblade 2. I, dude, if Hellblade 2 gets Shadow Dropped, Whole smokes. <laughs> that will be insane. Imagine Hellblade 2. You've waited four years. You've seen like five trailers. Here's one more trailer. And at the end, end of the trailer, out today. Oh, that would be it. I, I would lose it. I would instantly leave whatever I'm currently doing. And, <laughs> and I would go home and start playing. Uh, it, it would be one of those moments. Uh, that would just be amazing. That would be such a good way to kick off the year. Um, even outside of Prince of Persia, Tekken, and Infinite Wealth, so, yeah. Um, and then, Nintendo Direct, I think we are gonna get a Nintendo Direct in fe February. Um, I think this is also gonna set the year up for Nintendo, uh, insanely. Here's my predictions for our February Nintendo Direct. We'll probably do a Nintendo Direct video when it get, gets announced or when it gets closer. But, I think there will be a February Nintendo Direct... And here are my predictions. I think we are going to get a reveal for the next Nintendo console. So whether it's the Switch 2, whether it's the Super Nintendo Switch, that's what I want it to be called, the Super Nintendo Switch. It just makes sense. You have the Nintendo Entertainment System, then you have the Super Nintendo uh, Entertainment System. Um, you know, you that means Nintendo, Super Nintendo, you know. Nintendo Switch, Super Nintendo Switch. It just, look, leave me alone. I just think it sounds good, okay? Um... I think the uh, there we're gonna get two big game announcements uh, at that direct. Um, one of them is kind of gonna be an update, but it, at this point it's kind of an announcement, and that is Metroid Prime Four. I talked about it earlier. Um, I think this one will be, I think this one will be a cross generation title. I think it will be on the Nintendo Switch, but it will also be on this new one. And then I think this next game will be an announcement that is only on the next uh, Nintendo console, and that is the next 3D, 3D Mario game. Um, whether it's, you know, Odyssey 2 or something completely different, who knows, but we I think we will finally see it. I don't know if the 3D Mario game will come out this year, but I think it will be shown this year and will come out next year, probably early net next year. Um, but I do think Metroid Prime 4 will, that's my prediction, I predict Metroid Prime 4 is going to come out this year, that's just my prediction, who knows if I'm right, uh, I'm probably not, because Metroid Prime 4 ain't ever coming out, but, uh, I'd love to be right, and then, uh, some other predictions for the Direct, I think we're going to get uh, some sort of Zelda remaster, or remasters, I think, uh, Wind Waker would be my favorite that they could do, I mean, that's my favorite 3D Zelda, in, in my top 50, by the way, um, and then uh, Twilight Princess, I think, could also be there. 
um, for sure. Um, and then I think we're going to finally see that new Donkey Kong game to kind of fill in the gap until the next console. I think that that'll be the kind of like that big game that fills, fills the gap, and that's throughout the year because at the moment we do not have a game like that. Uh, and I think we're also going to get Mario Baseball. I think we're finally going to get it to, to complete the, the whole sports um, portfolio on the Switch. I think we're going to get Mario Baseball. Um, I think some other games, just real quick, uh, the, this is the final thing. I think some games that we could possibly see crack into or maybe slip into 2024. There's been talks of South of Midnight or Clockwork Revolution. A lot of people think that those games have actually been in development for a lot longer and are a lot closer to being finished than we may think. If both of those slip into 2024, I don't think both of them will. If maybe one of them, I could see maybe South of Midnight um, just kind of being like right at the end of 2024. That would be awesome. It does. They Both of the games look really, really cool. Clockwork Revolution especially, I'm very, very excited for. Um yeah, I, who knows? Maybe I'm just putting it in there just so you know, trying to get excited f for this new year, man. Uh, I think we're, I think personally, this is the year we're gonna see Ghost of Tsushima 2. So you already know that's like really big for me because Ghost of Tsushima is my favorite game of all time. So, uh, yeah, I will be crying that day whenever it happens. Uh, Concord, which is a another play, a PlayStation first party live service game. I think that will probably come out this year. I think, or at least we'll we'll see more of it this year. I do think PlayStation will have a showcase this year. Um, we'll see, and will it be good? Is another question because now I, I hate the fact that we even had to ask that. Ask that PlayStation used to be the king of showcases, and after their last one, I don't can't exactly say they're guaranteed gonna have a banger showcase anymore. So we'll see. Um, let's see. Uh, Silk Song, Hollow Knight Silk Song, everybody's been waiting for it. Will it actually come out this year? Who knows? Will we actually see it this year? Who knows? But when it does, you already know, everybody's gonna be jumping on it, myself included. Um, Elden Ring Expansion, Shadow of the Earth Tree. Now, here's, here's what I'm gonna say about Elden Ring Shadow of the Earth Tree, right? Is it a DLC or is it its own thing? I'm honestly starting to go on the boat of, I think it's going to be its own thing. I think it's almost going to be like Phantom Liberty. It's going to be like a whole new game within the game. I think that's what it's going to be because it's just, it's just been really weird. By the time it comes out, it'll almost be two years since the game's, since Elden, Elden Ring's release. And what drives me to think this is that, for two years, you could have been working on a new game, but instead you've been working on this DLC. So it makes me think that this is almost going to be on the level of a new game, but not quite, um, where it still feels like DLC, but it's so much more than that. So I do think that is what this is going to be, uh, and I'm completely down for that. I don't know exactly if I'll play it just because I'm kind of done with Elden Ring. I've like, been there, done that. You know, I don't really know if I would go back, but if it looks that good... I, it could probably c convince me easily, so we'll see. Uh, Moon Studios' new game, No Rest for the Wicked, was at the Game Awards. Uh, I think maybe got a 2024 release date, and I'm super excited just because I love Moon Studios, and Ori the Will of Wiss is one of my favorites, so I'm really glad uh, they're trying something different with a new IP, and I can't be more excited for just to see what that studio can cook. And then another game, uh, indie game that I really hope finally makes it out uh, in a year is Replaced. 
Uh, it's just like 2D pixelated game that just looks awesome. I really hope it can make it into this uh, into 2024. But uh, yeah, that's everything I got for you th- this podcast. I know a lot of games, a lot, a lot of games, man. And uh, but uh, hopefully next episode, which will be, we're gonna try and do. Uh, at least once a week. There might be like two a week sometimes just if there's a lot going on. But next week we're going to try and cover some news specifically. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that. But other than that, that is going to be it for me, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all so much for watching. If you enjoyed it, definitely leave a like, leave a comment in this section down below, provided, and please subscribe. Uh, leave, uh, you know, let me know how, what do you think of the podcast so far and um, what are some of your favorite games of last year? What are some of your most anticipated games and what do you think is going to happen this year? Um, so I'm really excited to, uh, jump into this new year with you guys. Um, like I said, a lot of videos have been going out on the channel and a lot of videos will be continuing to be coming out. So make sure you go check that out and I will see you guys next week for episode two of player way. Thank you all so much for watching. I'll see you in the next one. Jenny Morale. Peace.